What's goody, what's goody, what's good, y'all? What's poppin', friends? What's happening, family? It is your girl, Ty, and welcome to For a Second Podcast. Oh my goodness, it has been a long time coming. And when I say long time, I literally mean since like April of last year until right now, January 2023. My goodness, I'm just so grateful, so thankful, and so humbled to be at this place that God has me at in my life right now. I'm so thankful to everyone that's under the sound of my voice, everyone that has decided to tune into this podcast, everyone that has shared it on their Facebook, on their Instagram has sent it to family and friends. I really appreciate it. It doesn't go unnoticed. I'm so humbled by it. And I'm just so grateful that all of you have decided to tune in to listen to what your girl got to say. Um, and to give honest feedback. I'm so, I'm so appreciative. I'm so humbled. I'm so grateful. And I am so thankful. The idea of For a Second Podcast actually came from my TikTok. So if you follow me on TikTok or if you're friends with me on Instagram, you know that my catchphrase and all of my videos is what's popping my friends. Let's talk for a second because I realize it only takes a second for God to come into your life, a second for him to plant a seed in your life, a second for a seed to be planted, a second for him to turn your heart around, change your life around, for him to do the impossible, for him to work miracles, signs and wonders. It only takes a second and that's what I've realized has happened in my own personal walk with Christ. You know, what I thought took years, you know, God is like, what is time to me? I am God. Like, what is time to me? That only was but a moment for me, my child. It was but a second for me, my child. So though it literally may have been years, and when I say years, I mean years of me running, God is like, that was but a moment for me. He's just glad that I came back home. So yes, that is where the concept and the idea for a second podcast came from a little bit about myself. My name is Tyshiana Brantley. A lot of you all know me as Ty. I was born in upstate New York. I now reside in middle Georgia. Um, I went to high school with a lot of y'all. I'd be saying I was born in upstate New York, but I live in middle Georgia. I went to high school with so many of y'all. Um, and I attend Forest City Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where my pastors are Pastor Travis Green and Dr. Jackie Green. And yes, um, uh, I have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful one-year-old daughter named Halo. And um, yeah, a little bit more about myself. If you don't know, well, you're going to know I am a PK. And I know there is a stigma around being a PK. Like, I used to hate it growing up, literally, like... People be like, what do your parents do? What does your dad do? What what, what does your family do? I'd be like, they preach. <laughs> and people would be like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, they preach. All of them, yeah, most all of them, they, they be preaching and whatnot. <laughs> um, and I mean, one of those PKs where I was in church 24-7. I mean, Sunday morning service, Monday night manna, Tuesday night praise dance rehearsal, Wednesday night Bible study, Thursday night choir rehearsal, Friday night live, Saturday all night at the altar tarrying all night long. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Like, <laughs> that was my life for about um, 17 years. Like, <laughs> that was my life. Um, so, yeah, 
uh, I didn't like it though. Like, honestly, if we're just being transparent, I believe that we are overcome by the words of our testimony. That is what the word says. I was so against it. Like I could not stand being a PK. And when I had the chance to go off and go to college, I went to Bethune-Cookman University. Um, when I had the chance to go off and go to college, it's like I lost all sense of who I was or who, who I was brought up to be. Like I just went to college and was wild for no reason. Like, girl, it's eight o'clock in the morning. What are you, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. Literally, I don't know. <laughs> um, you're supposed to be in class right now. Now, am I, am I really, let's go to the quad. Like I was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous, you know, but I realized that I was basically trying to find fulfillment in the world because I was not comfortable with who I was. I was not comfortable with who God called me to be. I did not know my identity in Christ. I did not know who I was. Therefore, I didn't know who I was, um, whose I was, and I didn't know what I was oiled for. Um, I was walking my own path as opposed to walking the path that God had prepared for me and that he had destined for me and that he had already set up a table for me at like I was just like I don't want Lord I don't want that I want to <laughs> I want to go my own way the way that you're trying to make me go isn't fun I don't I don't want to be in church anymore I don't want to be in church all night I don't want to be in church seven days a week <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore I want to have fun and so I was looking for fulfillment in the world I was looking for fulfillment in people. I was looking for validation from people. I was looking for validation from the world. I was looking for validation from social media, from people that I thought were like, oh my goodness, like I want to be like them. I want to look like them. They look like they're having a good time. But like I said, there was no fulfillment in it. It wasn't until I decided to choose God for myself, to um, give God a constant and a fresh and a consistent um, yes, to give God a continual yes. It wasn't until I decided for myself that Jesus, I want you and I want you more. God, I want you and I want you more. I want more of your love, more of your grace, more of your favor, more of your faithfulness, more of you, Lord God, more of your glory, more of your power, more of your anointing, Lord God. I want more of you, Lord God. It says to seek his face diligently, to diligently seek him, um, to pray without ceasing. That's what the word says. And it wasn't until I got to that point in my walk and in my life that I realized that there is no fulfillment in the world and my identity is in Christ. Um, for if you're in Christ, you're a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. You're not of this world. You are of, you are of Christ. You are of his kingdom. You are of his people. So, um, that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about identity theft and y'all are probably like, what do you mean, Ty? What exactly is identity theft? Well, if you're like me, go ahead and pull out your pens, your papers, your notepads, open up the notes app in your phone, <laughs> whatever it is that you may take your notes on or you may take notes on because we're going to dive into this thing and just figure out who we are, who we are as Christians, who we are as people, who we are as men and women um, of the body of Christ. Who exactly are we? Um, there are a couple different types of identity theft um, that I want to acknowledge. It may not be the, the Webster dictionary <laughs> um, definition of identity theft but this is the Tashiana the Tashiana new translation version of identity theft um so identity theft is uh when basically when someone tries to steal your personal um information and creates an entirely different persona around your identity. Um, and there's two types of identity theft that I would like to talk about today um self-inflicted identity theft and childhood identity theft uh so 
My definition of self-inflicted identity theft is when we create a persona or characteristic about ourselves to become someone that we're not, either to be accepted by others or because we don't know who we are. Um, moment of transparency, like I said, I believe we are overcome by the words of our testimony. Um, I experienced self-inflicted identity theft because I did not want to accept the calling on my life and I just wanted to fit in and wanted to be just like everybody else. For the longest time, I'm 26 years old, but for the longest time, I remember telling people like, oh no, I'm shy. I'm timid. I am, uh, I'm introverted. <laughs> um, I like to be in the background. Don't put me up front. Like, honestly, I don't want anyone, Lord, keep me in the back because I don't want no one knowing who I am. I don't want anyone knowing anything about me. I don't want to be in the forefront. Like, I always thought that I was shy. I always thought that I was timid. I always thought that I was introverted. I always was, it was because I was ashamed of who I was. So I was creating this identity about myself that, that made me quiet the, 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 um, the gift and the calling that got placed on my life. God is like, you're called to speak. You're called to teach. You're called to preach. You're called to, to, you know, you're a writer. Like you do poetry. You do spoken word. How are you sitting here telling people that you're timid, that you're shy, that you're quiet and you're not using the gift that I, uh, put on the inside of you? That doesn't make sense. Um, I want to tie in, uh, it's a scripture in Psalms, Psalms 139 and 14. It says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works my soul knows it very well our soul knows who we are and we're so focused on fitting into a crowd where we're never meant to be a part of you know this is why we're um, always uncomfortable and we find ourselves switching from place to place or relationship to relationship and job to job because our soul is like you know like for example like y'all like I said I'm very transparent I'm open book like for example it'd be like hey 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 dummy you know God called you to be better than that he called you to be greater than that um but we choose to stay in our fleshly man and our soul is just unsettled. The scripture literally says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, but here we are creating this persona around our true identity because we're fearful of being wonderful. That doesn't even make sense. Why are we fearful of being wonderful? Why would you be fearful of being wonderful? God created you fearfully. He created you wonderfully. Wonderful are his works. He looks at you and he's like, you are wonderful. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God, he, he, he crafted you, molded you on the potter's will himself with his hands. He made no mistakes. Stop trying to inflict yourself with identity self and identity theft and be who God created you to be, be all that God created you to be, be all that he wants you to be. Um, Sometimes we experience identity theft because we're stuck in the past and we choose to hang around people that we're only supposed to be um, seasonal. And so all they know is to hold us to our past season. It's a scripture, second Corinthians five and 17 that says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. That's also an album by Ty Trivia, all things new. If you haven't heard it, listen to it. <laughs> listen to it. But you know, basically sometimes we experience identity theft because we've decided to build a persona around someone who is no longer um, meant to be uh, in our season or we create a, a persona around someone who we are no longer. You know, I recently had a revelation probably in like, I think this was December. 
or November of last year. It was towards the very end of the year and I was feeling I was feeling very uncomfortable in life. I didn't know why exactly I was uncomfortable. I didn't know why I was having these feelings of just just like uncomfortableness and uneasiness. And I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to help me through this because I don't like feeling like this. I got to work. I got to do. I got things I got to do. I got a child I have to take care of. I got a job like and it seems like I'm just so distracted with this, this, this feeling of uneasiness. Like, Lord, reveal to me what's going on on the inside of me because I know it's something going happening on the inside of me that I don't understand and I can't comprehend these feelings. And he was like, he literally said, well, my child, you look a lot like summer right now and it's winter. You look a lot like winter right now and it's summer. It doesn't make sense. You're sitting here carrying garments and holding on to garments and placing garments. You have, you have this scarf on and it's literally 96 degrees outside take that scarf off take that jacket off take that hood off it's it's you're in your summer season right now and you are trying to live in winter let the things of the past go for the word says it it says if any man be in Christ he is a new creature old things are passed away those things of your former self are no longer you are now in me and you have to live all parts of yourself as if you are as you are in me um so Sometimes we create a sense of identity theft about ourselves because we're trying to hold on to our former self. And God is like, no, let let your former self go. I've let your former self go. You need to let your former self go. Release yourself of those bounds. Release yourself of those limits. Release yourself of those those bondages and those chains so you can walk freely in me. I believe it's a song by I think it's Israel and New Breed um, where it says, uh, what is the how does it go? Yeah, I'm not a singer. <laughs> um, no limits, no boundaries. I see increase all around me. Press for, shake for, release me, enlarge my territory. I also think, I think that's the prayer of Jabez, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, somebody correct me and inbox me on like Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or something. <laughs> um, but basically God is like, you know, I'm trying to enlarge your territory. There are no limits in me. There are no boundaries in me. There are no limitations in me. I am a limitless God. I am a boundless God. I, 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 I have no wall. Stop trying to box me into this one season of your life. I'm trying to do more for you. I'm trying to do greater for you, but I can't do that until you accept your identity in me. Um, there's another sense of identity theft that I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about childhood identity theft. Um, so childhood identity theft in my own, um, definition in the Tashiana New Living Translation definition, <laughs> um, of identity theft is, uh, when we believe the negative things, uh, spoke to us growing up. And now as an adult, we think that that is all that we are, all that we'll ever be because all anyone has ever acknowledged of us was the negative self-talk in our childhood. Um, for example, like I said, transparency. People always called me weird growing up. Like I was always known. <laughs> I laugh at it now, but I was always known as the weird girl, the quiet girl, like quiet that she, that tie, that tie. She quiet. She weird. Some, she a little off. Like her elevator don't go up to the top floor. <laughs> her light bulb not screwed another way. Y'all know how y'all be like, <laughs> um, I was always called weird. I was always different. I was always looked at as like being weird or awkward or whatever the case is. And you know, people would literally just kind of throw me to 
the side or really not want to get to know me because of the 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 persona that they thought that I was the person that they thought that I was um it's a scripture first Peter 2 and 9 that says but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people but you know I chose to live in the persona that they thought about me I they said that I was weird and you know it's a negative connotation around the word weird like Lord something's wrong with me I don't understand how how am I weird I'm doing what everybody else is doing like I look like them you know I'm I'm I walk the hallways just like them like I'm in class just like them what am I doing that is different that makes me weird how am I weird why am I not fitting in like and I chose to believe I was weird I chose to believe that something was genuinely wrong with who I was and so for a long time I tried to change that perspective that other people saw me as I tried to change that she's weird from oh nah she's actually pretty cool so I tried to fit in with the crowd and tried to do this that and a third to fit in with the crowd and you know the whole time God is like yo bro like I created you to be someone else and you're trying to get validation from people you're trying to get validation from these people who don't see your full potential they don't see the oil on your life they will never understand the oil on your life it's not meant for them to understand the oil that's on your life if you just walk in me y'all that's the whole thing about this podcast. If you just walk in me, then you will understand that your oil different, your anointed different, you look different. It, they let them call you weird. You're peculiar. Um, I love saying this. The Latin word for peculiar is peculiaris and peculiaris means of private property. And that means everything that I am belongs to God. Every single thing that I am that is made up of Tashiana, that is made up of insert your name belongs to God. Um, so they can call me weird, but I chose to believe that I was weird. So I created this persona about myself that I'm weird. I'm abnormal. Something's wrong with me and I'll never be accepted. I will never be good enough. I will never be enough. And I started having that negative self-talk. So that childhood identity theft created that self-inflicted identity theft, which grew into me running from my calling, running from who I actually was and not accepting who God called me to be. Um, but like I said, first Peter 2 and 9 says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation uh, I'm sorry yeah your chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people and so that just ties into like I'm saying God is like you know you're of me you are a chosen generation you were chosen for such a time as this there are generations attached to you finding your identity in Christ to you finding your identity in in God and knowing whose you are there are generations attached to your yes there's generations attached to your willingness to keep going on this road that God has called you to go there are generations your deliverance generations your kids kids your kids 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 your family your lineage it is attached to your willingness to say yes even if people don't understand even if they don't get it even if they hold you to your past even if they hold you to your mistakes even if they hold you to to who um they think you are you have to learn to accept that god sees more in you he has called you for such a time as this he has chosen you for such a time as this he has purposed you for such a time as this and god doesn't make mistakes he doesn't call you because you're perfect but he perfects the call that's one of my favorite thing that my pastor says he doesn't call the perfect but he perfects the call so you're called you're purposed you're chosen you're you are called for such a time as this and we have to learn to accept that we are chosen we are a chosen generation we are a royal priesthood we are a peculiar people we're a holy nation and God accepts us for who we are um in my walk with Christ uh I have come to realize that it is okay 
to stand out and be different. When I was younger and I was in church and stuff like that all the time, y'all, I was one of those ones who had like, I didn't want to stand up and clap my hands during praise and worship. I didn't want to pray out loud. I didn't want to read a scripture of the day. Like that just, I didn't want to do offering. Like I didn't want to do nothing. Like keep Lord, sit me down. Um, I don't want to do none of that. Like that was who I was, but I realized because I was ashamed. It didn't make sense to me, you know, as I grew up in my faith and I started maturing in my faith, I'm like, you know, that was really, really vain of me to quiet God's anointing because of my fear of people. Um, the Bible says that he does not give us the spirit of fear or timidity. People always forget to say that part of the verse, but the verse says God does not give us the spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind of power, love, and self-control of power, love, and a sound mind. He gives us the power, love, and he gives us power and love and a sound mind. So we have to come to realize that we're not fearful, but we have to be strong and courageous. Like he told Joshua, be strong, be courageous, you know, and I always thought, well, Lord, how can I be courageous if I'm not confident? But, you know, God reminded me it is a scripture. Oh, goodness. Look at me trying to teach y'all. <laughs> um, Give me one second. Y'all, I had wrote some notes down. Oh, my goodness. It is a scripture. Uh, it's a scripture. It's a scripture. It's a scripture. Proverbs 3. And 26, it says, for the Lord will be your confidence. And then Proverbs 3 and 32 says, but the upright, uh, the upright are in his confidence. So it's like God is our confidence. The Lord is our confidence. Courage, the definition of courage is the ability to take action um, despite of fear. The definition of confidence is uh, built through the experience of taking action. So courage is important because we have um, uh, courage is important because we wait to feel confident before we take action. But if the Lord is our confidence, which the word says the Lord will be your confidence. So if the Lord is our confidence, we are already confident. So now it's time for us to take courage and let that confidence of the Lord rise above the fear that we may feel for God does not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So we have to believe that the Lord is our confidence. We have to have faith that the Lord is our confidence. We have to have faith in his word that he has already supplied us, that his spirit is within us, that his spirit lives within us, and that he is our confidence. And all we have to do is take courage and take action on that confidence in anything that he tells us to do. If he tells you to speak, speak. He tells you to pray, pray. If he tells you to 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 write a book, write a, write the book. If he, <laughs> if he tells you to, to go outside and, and draw on the sidewalk, do it. Like everything is for a purpose. I always say nothing is without reason. So if God tells you to do something, it is reasoning and it is purpose. And it is something attached to the reason God is telling you to do it. Um, that's how it was with this podcast. I waited for a very long time to even get this out because it's like I would write out plans and I, you know, the word says, uh, write the vision and make it plain so men will see it and run with it. And so I'm like, I'm writing things down, but then I would get fearful within myself. I would lose that sense of courage and I'd be like, people aren't going to come to this. People aren't going to, to want to listen to this. They're not going to want to hear what I have to say. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I haven't, you know, like, I don't know any of this stuff, you know, Lord, this is for me you just let me give it to my friend let me give it to someone who I think would do a better job at it but God is like absolutely not I called you for this I purposed you for this this is something that I am trying to birth out of you and it's your birthing season it is your birthing season it is your time to step into who you are in me and to fully walk this walk you can't just talk to people about your walk you can't just just 
just, you know, say to people, yeah, this is my walk with Christ and this is how I'm doing. This is how everything is going. And this, this, that, and a third, you have to outright live out your walk. And that was one of my, I do a prayer board or I have done a prayer board walk coming into this new year. And one of my um activations for my prayer board was, Lord, I want to learn to activate my faith. I want to learn to act on my faith because faith comes uh, uh by hearing and hearing through the word of God. And then faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And then faith without works is dead. Um, so I'm like, Lord, I want to work my faith. I want to cultivate my faith. Just like in the Bible, uh, when, um, in the very beginning in the book of Genesis, when, uh, Adam and Eve were kicked out the garden of Eden, um, God told Adam, he was like, uh, now, uh, this man shall not cultivate the soil from which he came. God didn't kick him out of Eden and be like, you know, just be, be stagnant, be lackadaisical, be lazy. Don't do anything. He, he kicked him out the garden and he told him to cultivate. So he had to put to work everything that he was taught in the garden. He had to put to work that faith that God had given him, that confidence that was already inside of him. He had to take courage on the word that God spoke to him. He had to take courage on that cultivation and work it. Faith without works is dead. So I had to come to realize that in this walk, in my identity, in my walk with Christ, in my purpose with Christ, I have to cultivate. I have to walk this walk. Not only do I have to walk it, but I actually have to cultivate it. I have to put to work what God has told me to do. So, um, yeah, that's all I have for y'all today. <laughs> it's a fairly short episode. Prayerfully, you all took from it. Hopefully you all learned something. Um, hopefully you all can, you know, take this information and run with it and learn to cultivate your faith. Learn to walk this walk. Learn to be okay with who God called you to be. Even if y'all, even if people don't understand it, even if people write you off, even if people don't get it even if people look at you and be like you know what but last year she was out doing this or last year he was out doing this and a week ago I seen him in the club and three weeks ago little Tommy told me that she was doing da 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 like it don't matter what people say if God has purposed you for something if he has changed your life if he has come into your life you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior and you are a Christ chaser with resilient faith is what I like to say then live that life and walk that walk because it is not without purpose it is a reason and it's a purpose behind every single thing it is a reason and a purpose behind everything God tells you to do every instruction that he gives you everything that he is trying to birth um on the inside of you that he is trying to birth out of you it is a reason and it is a purpose behind it you are purpose-filled you are loved you are cared for you are gifted you are anointed you are oily you are called you are chosen you are a royal generation you are a holy a holy nation you you are called for this you are oiled for this you are anointed for this you are gifted for this nothing you touch will fail as long as you keep god first and as long as you know that your identity is in him and all glory due to him so yeah that's all I got for y'all today, y'all. Um, <laughs> that is all I got for y'all today. Before we end this podcast, I just want to end it with a prayer. So dear Lord, thank you right now, Lord God. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for grace, mercy, and favor, Lord God. Thank you for peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord God. Thank you for perfect peace. Thank you for joy, Lord God, and unspeakable joy, Lord God. Thank you for life and life more abundantly, Lord God. I'm asking that anything that we touch in this season will not fail, Lord God. I'm asking that you give us the confidence and give us the courage to do 
all that you have called us to do, to be all that you have purposed us to be, Lord God. I'm asking that you just continue to walk the path for us, Lord God, and stand before us, Lord God, that any room that we enter, any place that we enter, any business that we enter, any ventures that we enter, any vision that you give us, Lord God, that when we walk into the room, Lord God, that we're already purposed to be there, Lord God, that nothing that we enter into will fail. Nothing that we venture into will fail as long as you are a part of it, Lord God. Help us to remember, Lord God, to keep you first, Lord God, and help us to see with your eyes, Lord God, the results of our obedience. In your son's name, we do pray. Amen. So yes, yes, yes. Thank you all for listening. If you made it to the end of this podcast, I so greatly appreciate you. I'm so humbled and I'm so grateful. And stay tuned because we're going to be doing episodes right now every two weeks. So next episode won't be out next week, but it'll be out the week after next. And yes, I am just a girl who has chosen a different path. And I want to introduce you all to my father. So let's talk for a second.